This is House Tooth Heroes, brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company. I'm Greg, and he's Ellis, and we are coming to you live and sad from Nashville, Tennessee, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. You can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Twitter at htoothheroes. Are you partaking of a beverage this evening, and it better might not be milk-oriented, because you know how I feel about a moo. No, Gregory, I'm going milkless just this week. Uh, dry cereal for me. <laughs> I am drinking more bourbon than a human should, really. Still sort of recuperating. I've got some makers here and uh, just trying to make it myself. How I feel you, you, brother. I am drowning my sorrows and anything I can find. Um, at this point, it is cheap Evan Williams because I don't deserve nice things. Um, so anyway... You went to the game thanks to the good folks at Roll Bama Roll and the magic of Haiku. Tell me everything about it. Don't leave one thing out. Oh, Gregory, what a day it was. Uh, got into Tuscaloosa Saturday morning, which was, as was widely reported, buzzing. Okay. It was a just kind of a frantic uh, town at that point, which was a lot of fun to see. And we managed to navigate traffic onto Queen City Boulevard fairly nicely. Uh, there was about an hour long line outside the stadium, which was complete madness. Um, as you know, you sort of like build camaraderie in that situation and make friends. But the best things I saw that day was as we got to the sort of security, which was at every gate, a secret service agent and a TSA agent that every fan had. to. Go so it's sort of uh, just to interrupt real quickly. So that really did, um, um, mess with everybody's bourbon game. It it did, but here you may you may be preempting what happened because we you know so like one of our friends and by I say one of our friends the guy who I had met in line <laughs> and struck up a conversation with uh, walks up to the TSA guy. The guy is like taking out all of his stuff from his vest pockets and whatever. And it, by the way, world's most handsomest TSA or I'm sorry, Secret Service <laughs> agent. I don't know if they're all this handsome. He was the most handsome person I've ever seen. And if anyone ever needs a casting agency to find you a secret service agent, just go find this guy. Well, all right, then. See him okay. again. That's what I'm trying to say. I want to see this guy again. All right. Anyway, so the guy takes out, takes out a pair of gloves from the dude's vest pocket, pulls out two vodka minis from each wine. I think it was a pinnacle vodka. Looks at them, sort of inspects them, puts them back in the gloves, puts the gloves back in the vest pocket, and just passes well, it through. Right, so that I know. Not only was he handsome, I don't know if I right, mentioned that. Yeah. Delightful. Um, as for the game itself, aside from all the patriotic rah rah, I want to start by saying first random thought from the game: Alabama offensive coordinator has to be the easiest job yeah. in the world. Go deep all the time, all the time. Go deep. Mm-hmm. Fair. And we saw that work on the final touchdown Alabama scored. I mean, literally, we have four of the best receivers in the country. Send one deep every single play. Somebody's going to get open. I got very frustrated with that. As I know others did. Uh, two efforts that I think should not be forgotten from Saturday. One, uh, early preseason favorite Jalen Waddell for the Heisman. I don't know if I you do. remember this. He received great Heisman hype in the preseason. Uh Lovely, lovely kick return. Lived up to the hype. Thought he had a great day all around. Um, and then Najee Harris, yeah. we definitely forget, particularly in the second half when he put the team on his back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have one take on this game, and that is I, okay. I got. Well, I, I know you do. I, I'm going to interject with one. I we lost, yes, but two things happened in consecutive series that literally never happened to us. We, I mean, Tua drops the ball, just just drops it for no apparent reason, and then our punter gets hit in the face with the ball and just drops it. So, I mean, I, am I wrong in saying we, you know, yes, we got behind and came back, but but for those two things, we'd have been in great shape. Yeah, yeah, there's a list there's a list going around on the Twitters of uh, sort of everything that happened. And it's, it's, and I will say Gregory, I think one of those plays completely changed the Heisman race for the rest of the yeah. season. Obviously talking about P Ryan right. dropping that punt. I just think he mm-hmm. rebound from that. Uh, but there's a whole list. There was the two, a fumble, the botch punt. There were three tackles from the D line, 20 missed tackles from uh, the defense in general. There was a horrible refereeing call, which we'll get to, um, I, none of those happen, but of course we sort of suspected it would take a perfect storm for Alabama to lose that game. And yet we still only lost by five to the, and that's the, the that's the thing I, is in 2011, it was going to take a perfect storm and it happened this year. It was going to take a perfect mm-hmm. storm and it happened. And Saban said in this, in his radio show today, I think that, he was sort of, everybody was acting really strange, like they weren't themselves before this game. So my question is, you know, we've had these two very large games with LSU, and the perfect storm that was required happened in both of them. And why? I, I've got the quote. That's funny you said that. He, Saban said, sitting in the locker room before the game, I was really nervous about the way our team looked because they didn't look like they usually do. They were kind of quiet and kind of not who they usually are, and it was yeah. a concern. Uh, that just sticks a dagger in my heart. That I, I'm a huge proponent of how the team acts before the game is how they will play. Um, mm, I, don't, I don't know. It... Uh, what I've been saying all week is I think if we play LSU 10 times, we yeah. win six, if not I agree with that. But why are we suddenly afraid of the big game? I don't know if Tua – well, I guess it's more than that if it was happening before the game. I mean, I think you could say that Tua was afraid to get hit because he is the finest right. Irish China. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. And LSU carries with it that swagger and sort of reputation anyway. And usually we know we're the better team. And I, maybe there were just questions internally about yeah. whether we were. I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of noise all week that LSU was going to win. So maybe they believed it. I don't know. Anyway, what's your what's your next uh, question? What else yeah, we got? Anyway, maybe, maybe my next uh, random thought here will answer your question. And I hate to engage in slander right. on this year podcast. You know it's something that we don't do. But... I just want to say that Trayvon Diggs has a gambling problem and we need right. to address it because obviously, obviously he saw LSU about to score that final touchdown and just thought, you know what? I need these points. I need mm-hmm. the money line to cover step aside and let, I'm not even going to try to pronounce LSU running back's name, uh, but let him, let him, I don't know if he got into the end zone or got like 13 more yards than he should have on a third down. Uh, I just want to say Trayvon, well, that's fair. That's a fair assessment of his problem. But I mean, because I have not rewatched this game, I'm just not a rewatcher kind of guy. 
but a friend of mine uh, sent me a text saying, if Trayvon Diggs watches this, he's going to hate life because he was a mess this whole game. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was more than just that play. Uh, and actually, I think, and this will be a nice segue into my next point, uh, the worst play of the game, the play that truly ruined <laughs> my damn day, uh, which was the awful call the refs made on the out-of-bounds player catching yeah. the pass on the one-yard line. That was Diggs's best yeah. coverage of the day. He was on that like glue and just couldn't do anything about it, and then the refs decided just yep. to screw Well, him. you know, it happens. It tends to happen to us from time to time. Yeah, that happened right in the corner in front of me, which was also the two of Well, I mean, so. the question I have about that whole play is if he forced him out of bounds, then there would be a flag. If he didn't force him out of bounds, he went on his own and you can't come back. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, I, I don't understand the rationale of apparently when you force somebody out of bounds that's not reviewable okay but it's not reviewable but it would it would it would attract a flag so none of it makes it sense have, yep no it and, and and what was bizarre is we're never on the wrong side I of those know. calls gregory damn I it now he was he was 100% not forced out again it was Diggs's average of the day uh, they blew that one. And I got to tell you, if I sound a little different today, it was because I booed for a solid 20 minutes after that call. I mean, literally any time things got just a little quiet, I insisted on booing as loudly as I could. Uh, okay, more random thoughts from the game. I need a new game day shirt, Gregory. Uh, okay, I do too, apparently. This one's trash. Um, well, I mean, I've been wearing the same one for, and it shows... Um, but it's got a lot of championships in it. Um, the problem is, you know, uh, this one, I, I don't know. Do I hang on to it and, and see if we make the playoff and win a championship in it? Cause that changes everything. Or do I just trash it immediately over one game? I don't know. I think this one for me was just so much about the mojo and, you know, that comes back to what we do with our own personal traditions. Some call them superstitions. We don't. Right. No, they're just traditions. Yeah. I think I need, I think I need something new, but, but to each their own, each person has to assess their own process and make it a term. Exactly. So I won't tell you what to do. All right. And lastly, and sorry to Carol, but I just want to say that as with the health of American democracy, things may be worse than we're letting on. I feel like, and, and it's been discussed publicly now that the fear of Alabama is gone. And that was the difference yeah. in this game, right? It gets back to what we said earlier about pregame. Maybe LSU had an advantage. And I'm just wondering if we can get it back. Um, I don't. Okay. I posted something on Twitter on my personal account a couple of days ago about utter disarray and Pete Golding's defense. Oh. And I don't know that it's, I don't know that it is no fear of us as it is we're not that good so there's no reason to fear us anymore mm -hmm. Pete Golding's defense is a disaster and if boom do we want boom back if if South Carolina fires him do we hire boom I at all really interesting I would not hate it yeah it can't get worse no. Um, you know, I don't know if Pete's been spending 
too much time on tour with the Dave Matthews Band or what. But it's, you know, I, I don't think, and I get that we're down six players, but at the same time, this is game, that was game nine, eight, eight or nine. Uh, I think it's nine. By then, you should at least be aware of the schemes and not just be running around in circles not knowing what, what to do. Ugh. I do I do think part of my hatred for Pete Golding is the way he looks, I have to say. Yeah, it's all of mine. Well, not that bad, and he's bad at his job. And also, but he's bad at his job. Right. All right. So, is that is that all you got? That's what I got. All right. I do. I got one thing I want to talk about. The playoff rankings came out, and I have some takes. Um, LSU is one. Ohio is two. Clemson is three, as we all expected. We checked in at five with Georgia ahead of us. Everybody thinks, seems to think this is relatively smooth, smooth sailing, because Georgia will most assuredly lose to either Auburn or LSU. But listener Fred, I am here to tell you Oregon is who we need to be concerned about. Their strength of schedule is about on par with ours. And the committee has made it clear that in the event of a tie, a conference championship matters. If they went out over a cast of nobodies, beat Utah in the conference championship game, I absolutely believe they will jump us. Uh, that would particularly because their loss would have been to Auburn. And if we're in that position, that means we'll have beaten Auburn. I can see it happening. I have to say my first reaction to the polls was just, it, I thought they did it politically perfect. I just thought they set everything up where anything is possible. Bam most likely gets in, but they can sort of politically appease or, or at least defend everything that they do from here on. I thought it was a great poll. And I have something related to ask you, and I think we may agree yeah. because uh, there, there's conversation that ordinarily in this situation you would put in the Mac attack, Mac Jones backup quarterback, because we can beat Muyu without him. But there's the style point debate, right? And there's a showdown among the teams fighting for the final spot. In my, <laughs> excuse me, in my mind, I like Mac Jones playing because one, I think we still cover the 17 and a half. Two, I think it makes the committee at least consider the possibility that Tua's ankle was not 100%, which frankly, I think it probably was, or at least very, very close. I thought he looked fine, but I think it introduces that as uh, some logical doubt. What do you think? Which brings me to something else that I thought about. At the end of that game, you saw Tua limping off the field, I absolutely believe that limp was staged because it was an exaggerated limp. I think they wanted to show this is what he looked, this is how bad it is, and he's still three for 400 yards. But I agree with you, kind of, that yeah, Max should play, but at the same time, we can't beat Moo 28 to 10. We need to beat them 58 to 10. Um, to you know, I think we need to ring their bell, and then it will come down to basically a beauty contest to see whether we or Oregon look better against Auburn. Um, and I think that's the only way we get in over Oregon is to absolutely thump Auburn. You can ring my Gregory. Well, thank you, and I will. Okay, all right. Next up, it's Ask a Hero. Yeah, nobody asked a hero anything. Nobody cares. Eat Arby's. I don't even know you people. Anyway, all right, let's look at the game this week. It's yet another 11 a.m. kickoff in God's time against the hated Moo. Moo. Being shot from space because apparently there will be 
nothing from the sidelines. Some sort of sky cam is what we're getting. I don't even know anymore. Right. Okay. I, I don't know if this is really happening. I This came out on Sunday that it was going to be broadcast on the FCC network from Sky Vision or something like that. I don't really know. Um, but it made it sound like, I don't know, you know, sometimes there's an option of ways you can watch a game. Um, but anyway, I, I don't, so I don't know if that's the only option is watching it from space or if we're going to get regular cameras. I don't really know. Do you think it's because of the cow mud pies on the Starkville sidelines? Could very well be that. Could very well be that. But what I do know is Moo had a record-setting performance in their win against Arkansas the week before their bye. Uh, they set school record for total yards at 640 uh, and in rushing yards for 460. In addition, their quarterback, Tommy Stevens, passed for 172 yards, two touchdowns, had big plays of 27, 33, and 42 yards. Well, I hate to break it to uh, the, Moo, the Moo you faithful, but this ain't Arkansas. Uh, as we mentioned, your Crimson Tide now have to go on a tear to show the football playoff committee and the rest of the world uh, that we truly are among the four best teams. And that only works with total destruction and annihilation, which frankly would be a blessing to Arkansas. Right. Uh, the passing game continues to be unstoppable. Totally lost in the loss to LSU was how a hobbling to a quote unquote hobbling to a hobbling to a through for 418 yards and four TDs, big play after big play. The receivers were on fire. We should do it every time because Alabama offensive coordinator is the best job in the world. Anyway, uh, the Mississippi state defense just cannot hold up and their secondary will get torched uh, just like they did by Auburn's Bo Nix, who again, preseason Heisman favorite. And I'm, I'm curious to see how uh, his odds look today. Uh, but he, they, they have allowed four teams in a row now to hit over 70% of their throws. And uh, up until, well, Arkansas was Arkansas. Uh, they're just getting hit by too many deep passes. And as long as Bama stays focused, it should be able to just assault the Muyu defense from the start. And all that is correct. But as the voice of doom, as LSU proved, this isn't the Alabama defense of the past. It's still very good, very talented in LSU is at a whole other level than Moo, but the tide can be thrown on, and they have problems against strong, sturdy runners. Uh, The coaching staff identified 25 missed tackles in the LSU game. They still only allowed 200 yards rushing once, and that was in the blowout against Ole Miss, and they're still fantastic overall, but Mississippi State has to come out and establish Colin Hill right away. He ripped up Arkansas for 234 yards and three scores, uh, he nailed 100, 150 yards on AM uh, the week before that. And he's become he's done a pretty good job of overcoming the lack of any passing game by just pounding away. Uh, the Bulldogs are pretty good at taking the ball away and controlling the clock, but they're incredibly bad at getting to the quarterback, which is great news for hobbling Tua. Uh, so Tua isn't exactly a sitting duck, but if he gets comfortable, the Bulldogs don't have the ability to knock number 13 off his game. I expect this to be a Jerry Judy game. He had a really disappointing day against LSU with a few drops, and he hasn't really blown up lately outside of a good day against, well, Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. And I'm just going to say it. Judy, Judy, Judy. All right. Thank you. Uh, Let's get to some wagering, shall we? 
Mm-hmm. We will pick three Southeastern Conference games that will cause your children to go so hungry that they'll be taken away by the government. All right. Uh, first up, uh, the aforementioned weirdos from A&M are a 10-point favorite against the cock in College Station. Look, South Carolina is reeling, and A&M isn't awful. They've lost to the number two team, the number three team, and the number five team. That's their three losses. So uh, that's really all i got about this game. It feels like it should be a blowout. I am hating that cock. What about yourself? Uh, well, you know what? Last week, I was a little harsh on you. I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but I was a little harsh as I recalled your preseason Mizzou pick to win the to, to be the dark horse of the East. I at that time was very high on the cock. Mm-hmm. I have lowered onto the cock now. I you know I think <laughs> I okay. think I hate I hate to rely on Kellen Mond because frankly I still don't know what a Mond is for anything, but. Surely he's good enough to uh, light up this this boom defense, which again may soon be the Alabama defense. I here will also hate a cock. Fair enough. All right. In the Deep South's oldest rivalry is being played oddly, and oddly, a meteor hasn't won one time in this mm. this rivalry. Uh, you'd think it would have by now, but it hasn't. Anyway, Georgia rolls in as a three point favorite. In Auburn over the Plainsman. Let's see. Who do you hate? Oh, this line seems so dumb to me. And I guess that's what scares me. I think Georgia is a much better team. I think even against uh, Auburn's run defense, they'll be able to to pass. I think they'll be able to shut down Bo Nix on offense and make him look like the very pedestrian quarterback he is. Ah, but the, all to be clear, all that said, we need Auburn to win very badly and very right. big if possible. Um, I think Georgia will do it. I don't know if they cover, but so so I would recommend Georgia money line, but I guess I'll hate a Barner here. Fair enough. Um, all right, so I think Georgia wins the game in the trenches. Uh, I think three points, like you said, is probably about right. Uh, but the away team has a history of winning this game. I'm going to hate the barn. All right. I like it. Finally, your Crimson Tide is a 20 and a half point fave. I've seen that move down, and I don't know if that's Tua related or not, uh, to 17 and a half. Okay. Tell me, Gregory, who you hate. I've hated the Tide all year with spectacular results. Um, but. I'm breaking tradition. I think our Tide will come in incredibly motivated after last week's debacle and needing to show out for the committee. Uh, I'd take the Tide giving 30 in this one. Frankly, I'm hating the Moo. Final score, your Crimson Tide, 41. The Moo Dog, 13. And yourself. I like that. Uh, I'm going to hit you, before I get to a hate, with some Mets with the Trends. Okay, with the trans. I haven't had the trans in the minute. All right. Crimson Tide have dominated the series against Mu Yu recently. In fact, they have won the last 11 meetings, which frankly, I'm pretty embarrassed that it's not much higher than that. But 11 in a row now with an average margin of victory of 22.1 points. Somebody, and I got to tell you, it worked me. Um, 
The last time Bama lost to Muyu was in 2007, which was Saban's first year as coach in Tuscaloosa. Gregory, I'm going to hit you with one more trends that I looked myself uh, because I was curious. In 2012, when was the original game of the century? That was 2011. 2011, thank you. Uh, we lost, of course, at home to LSU, 9-6. to And I wondered, hmm, self, what did Alabama do the following week? And do you remember by any chance? I do not recall. I didn't either, and I don't even remember this game hardly. Uh, we went to Lexington and beat the Wildcats by a final score of 17 to 14. Ouch. I know. I know. Uh, Kentucky actually scored a very, very late touchdown with under a minute left to make that look a little closer. But that that means that they were within an onside kick of <laughs> winning that game. Damn. <laughs> that said, I That's think... That's a disheartening stat. I'm, I'm taking aback. I was very concerned too, but I've thought more about it. I looked it up a couple days ago. I have pondered nothing else since... And I think, I think this is a different team under different circumstances. I mean, for one, there wasn't a playoff. There wasn't the need to prove yourself uh, and how badly you could beat somebody. I think, um, you know, this is an offensive-minded team. And our defense played well against LSU, still lost. Our defense did not play well against LSU this go-round. Uh, and I think they'll come out motivated. I'm with you. I, I don't see that there's any way... Muyu keeps it close. I watched that Muyu LSU game in which they did keep it close. I think they were playing above their heads. I don't see that coming again from any of those guys who I can't name in Starkville. I'm going to go final score of tied 53, Muyu 17. All right. That'll do it for another edition of Hounds Tooth Heroes. As always, we will try to do better next week. Thanks to Bo and Elliot and the good people at Druid City Brewing Company for always keeping us in the tastiest of suds when we're in Tuscaloosa, and you should do the same. Take us home, my man. All right, Gregory. And let me just say quickly that the one reason I did not park at Druid City last week was because I was on crutches, and that would be a heck of a crutch. Anybody else, anytime else, you should do it. Love you, Greg. Love you. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.